When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. We're going to cross over to Netherlands, a part of the world I've never been. I'd love to travel to and have a wee look at. Oh, it's a beautiful country woman. too. Is it, Kempe? Yeah, beautiful country. Well, our beautiful Black Sticks woman uh, got an important win at the World Cup in Netherlands yesterday to remain undefeated in pool play. The young side came back from one goal down against England and now primed to qualify for the quarterfinals. Co-captain Megan Hull led the team from back from the back, and she joins us this morning ahead of tomorrow's crucial game against India. Evening, Megan. Thanks for joining us. So much for having me on. No, we appreciate you coming on, Izzy and Kempi, for breakfast. But first, first off, what's the <laughs> Netherlands like? What's the world like out there at the moment? Oh, I know, I know. It's pretty crazy actually to be um, to be back on tour and travelling again. But no, we've been really um, spoilt over here and. Yeah, they're really um, looking after us, and uh, and so far, obviously, the World Cup's been run so well. So yeah, no, we're we're loving it. You must be loving it because you've had a pretty stellar effort at, at the moment. You're <laughs> undefeated, mate. You must be pretty proud of your team's efforts. Oh, so proud, eh? It's um, it's pretty cool. We've had a, you know, pretty um, trying trying few months, I guess, as a lot of sports teams mm. in terms of COVID and and trying to get international matches under our belt. But, um, yeah, so proud of the effort. And, yeah, I think um, the connection in the team is just so special. And, yeah, just a real privilege to be a part of. How's it shaping, Megan, going into this next game against India on on the back of that um, confidence-boosting couple of wins that you had? Yeah, definitely. I think, like you touched on, probably, um, you know, we we bit uh, down on the caps um, numbers, I guess, but I think we sort of make up for that in, in connection. And I think that, like you say, was such a, a big confidence boost for us and um, obviously just such a showcase of um, heart and and fight and, um, yeah, really puts us in a good good stead. But I think we're really keen to hone in on this India game and would just love to get the one out of that. What were your biggest takeaways from, from that England performance? Obviously... You showed a bit of belief, a bit of heart, like you just spoke about, to go down yeah, one nil yeah. and then fight back. So you, you must be, f- you know, full of confidence, knowing that that you'll be able to get the job done when the pressure's on. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think um, that's such a good point, eh? Like the fight back is, is just so, yeah, so proud of that. So proud to um, be a part of that. And then, yeah, I think um, obviously we'd love to probably limit the, the penalty corner defence we, um, we encountered and, yeah, maybe um, leave a few stress bones uh, untouched there. I think a few of our supporters were not too pleased with us. The old hearts are racing pretty quickly. Um, but, yeah, we think... I think we'll just try focus on um, focus on both ends and just real pleasing to get some good finishes and and yeah, like you say, just keep on keeping on and and keep fighting. <laughs> I can hear it in your voice, Megan. There's, you guys are you know obviously <laughs> so happy to be um, be up there and travelling and getting a couple of wins on you. But how's uh, Smithy, the coach, Darren Smith? Um, yeah. And how's the impact uh, that he's had in the two months that he's been there? What sort of impact? Yeah, yeah. Nah, he's such a legend, eh? He's um he's been so good for the group. He he brings a real calmness about himself. So um yeah, he's he's been awesome and um we've got some pretty incredible management um that support him and and yeah, I think we're we're just learning and, and growing day by day with him around us. So yeah, pretty pretty good stuff. And what and what are you guys doing in your spare time? You know, like we all we we we're loving watching you guys get those wins up, and we, we're wishing you all the best through the the cup. But what are you doing in your spare time? Like, have you guys been broken into teams? Who's in charge of entertainment? <laughs> oh, thanks, team. We appreciate your support so much. Um, yeah, what have we been getting up to? We've been a few trips to the supermarket on the bike. Had a um had a couple of nice rest days where we've got to go on and check out um check out Amsterdam and. Um, see probably quite a tame version of um, Amsterdam, but um, yeah, it's been been really cool to be able to get out and about, and um, really cool. We've got a few um, few family members that have travelled over, so yeah, getting to catch up with them is also super important, and and yeah, obviously having a bit of a, a break from hockey at times is is nice. Oh, balance is key. Trust me, it's a long yeah, tour away, yeah. and uh, you need you <laughs> yeah. need a break from each other because it can get pretty feisty. But tell us about um, <laughs> the dynamics of co-captaining. Um, Olivia Mary, she's obviously a co-captain with yourself. Uh, how does that dynamic work? Oh, honestly, I'm so lucky. She um, she is just the biggest legend. She, yeah, I think um, all year sort of just been so lucky to be um, beside her in this journey. And I think, you know, we probably probably don't always get it quite right, but I think um, we we're just learning and growing too. And and um, some things that yeah, I think she she just does so exceptionally well. I, I um, learn off all the time. So yeah, we're we're pretty lucky in that retrospect, and obviously just super lucky to have such a wonderful group of girls. Hey, just let's talk about Katie Daw scoring a couple of couple of goals. How, oh, how, how, good. Do, how do you guys find <laughs> how do you guys find that? How do you celebrate? Yeah, oh, so pumped for Kato. She honestly, she's such a magical player, and um, can't actually quite believe that was you know her first. Her first international goal and then to back it up and get a double is pretty awesome. Um, but, yeah, no, we got around Kato. She's such a um, beautiful soul. So, yeah, humble girl. But, uh, yeah, we definitely celebrated that up pretty big. Mate, one thing I've heard about the hockey sport and the hockey, ho- hockey athletes is they're so fit. <laughs> they are so fit. They can run beat tests, yo-yos. They can run all day. So what's the fitness testing rate like regime for you guys? What, what do you do when you get into camp? What he's have to what he's have to know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it, love it. Yeah, no, I think I, I think I spend my days chasing after those fit people. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we um 
we yeah do tend to do a wee bit of uh, yo-yo testing and um 1600 meters and and stuff like that but yeah it's uh, makes your job a, a wee bit easier if you can try and be as fit as possible i guess as as you guys know but um yeah no we we do try to hone in a wee bit on that and and i guess yeah that's always the one thing you can control out there is your work rate and and your fitness so we've been yeah working hard on that I used to know. I used to know. I don't know anymore that fitness kind of testing <laughs> and that side of things. I'm, I'm bloody hopeless. But what, 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 what kind of yo-yo would you get? What, what's your numbers? Um, what are the big, well, big think, numbers yeah, in the score? Probably, yeah, like, po- like um, yeah, above 20 would be Ooh. the big numbers. And, oh. Yeah, we'd probably aim, aim for a benchmark of, yeah, probably at least 18. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, me, hey, hey, Megan. 20, I never even got close to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only 20, only 20. Hey, hey, Megan, just um, with you being a defender in that, I'm, I'm always interested in, I love defence when I was playing rugby league, you know, like, but do you, like, do you have banter? Do you, like, yeah, yeah, come on, come on, come at me, I got you covered. You, you hold, yeah, oh, that was a terrible shot. Like, yeah, you should be, you should be playing with your grandmother. Do you say sort of stuff like that? <laughs> Oh gosh, I think I'd have to actually back it up and and put out put out some good tackles to throw out that kind of chat. So, not quite sure if I'm there yet. Maybe you know, maybe actually have to start making some some big moves out there, and then we'll see how we go. If you need any one-liners, <laughs> just give us a call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect, perfect. We'll hit you up. Kimpy. Mate, there's only a reason they had to defend 16 penalty goals. It was probably because they got yeah, too lippy yeah, like yeah. that, mate. <laughs> they, they don't need any more advice yeah. from you, mate. Otherwise, Aaron will bloody be right at them in the reviews. <laughs> yeah, we'll pass it on. Oh, oh nice. Hey, hey, quickly, before we let you go, uh, India and uh, tomorrow morning, it's a big match for you, for you girls um, going forward. Yep. What's needed to, to get that job done against India? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Big match for us, and obviously they're, they're a really quality side. They've got, you know, a good mixture of uh, youth and experience. So I think, yeah, we've, we're just going to try and um, stick to stick to what we've been sort of um, focusing on and, and continue with that good finishing, and then obviously just, yeah, solid as a rock in defence, and, um, yeah, hopefully the result will go our way. Well, you get the job done. You're heading straight to Birmingham post this? Uh, yes, we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll um, have a couple of weeks or ten days or so post us, and then um, yeah, yeah, head head over there, which is is also really really cool. Awesome. Well, you keep up the great work, and um, you know, give our full support to the girls and Darren Smith and, and the Aww. crew. We appreciate you coming on the show, Megan Hull, co-captain of the Black Sticks, and uh, all the best against India. Get the job done. And not as not too many penalties, all right? <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I Don't love listen it. to Kempe. Keep Thank your you mouth shut. So Good luck. Go hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love it, team. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Awesome. There she is, Megan Hulk, uh, Black Sticks co-captain Kempe. That's oh, why they awesome. got penalised sixteen times, mate. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, mate. Yeah, Lippy. Keep keep it keep it, it going, is, girls. It's working. It's a very physical sport, though. Hey, you watch hockey, man. They run all day. They get their shoulders in there and. I remember down. I remember down at um, down home when I was coming through school and I was watching hockey. You know, and the girls and they're hitting that ball. You know, hockey. You know, hockey ball's like a cricket ball. Eh? It's so hard. Yeah. And then can't came, even hit it. Came bro. to school. I was in like the third form. Um, mm. And I come to school. I'd been watching the game of the girls, like the first team of hockey team at school. 
and I'd been watching it, it was crossing the paddock and that and I come and I and I sort of watched a bit of it and then I went home. Well come to school on the Monday, mate, and a girl she just had this massive black eye, mate. <laughs> and, oh. I, and I sort of said, what happened? And she said, oh, the ball hit me right in the eye. And I'm mm. like, whoa, man. Like, just, you know, you're watching them with those sticks and they're hitting each other's shins with it. And oh, it's crazy. It's absolutely yeah, it's a, crazy sport. It's a crazy, yeah, honestly, I played at high school when I was at Linus Hall. We had some nice hockey turf there. And you go out, mate. It's hard to even, you know, handle the handle the ball with the old stick going forward, and then you got to try and whack that thing. It's like hitting concrete. Yeah, the controls, the controls, amazing. Like you know, you watch it, you watch it at international level, and you go, how do they do that? Yeah, mm. stop that. You know what I mean? So, now good on the girls. They've got a couple of wins. I'm I'm looking forward to watching them against India. And she just how happy does she sound? She sounds like Smithy's obviously doing a really good job with the girls and getting them up um, for each game and believing in themselves. You can hear it in her voice, mate. So. Well done to the um, to the girls over there at the moment in the Netherlands that have got a couple of wins and heading in the right direction. And then, oh, I know why they're smiling, mate. They're out there enjoying the real world, the world oh, that we've even lost that. sight of, mate. Like Netherlands, I was like, wow. So you've been in Netherlands, son? Been there, yep, been there. But well, my kids are uh, half Dutch, so um, oh. I've been up there and visited the family and oh, give been, me some Dutch. Come been, on, th- uh, thank you, well, thank you, well. Oh. That's thank you. <laughs> I said thank you a lot. I'll tell you, the first time I went up there, I was 19. and oh, sorry. Uh, and, oh, no, I didn't have to say sorry too often. <laughs> <laughs> but I did, I went and got some French fries. I went and got some French fries, and uh, they put mayonnaise on it, mate. That's where French fries and mayonnaise comes from, the Netherlands. Mm. And I'm like, mayonnaise? Like, <laughs> next minute, oh, can I have some more, please? <laughs> it's delicious, mate. Food up there is delicious. Absolutely. Stop talking about food, Kempi, because I know you've got a hungry, mate. I know you got a bat being delivered. Have you got one? Yeah, I have. Look, here it is. <laughs> I'm sick of it, man. Sick of it. The boys are on I'm fire, still, mate. Still waiting for my one, Joe. But that's all right. We'll, we'll get it shortly. Mate, you, you chill away. You sip on your coffee because coming back, we've got off the back fence with Tony Kemp. And, well, this is going to get the phone lines hissing, everyone going, because we've had an hour or so to just simmer away. Time to rip into some Warriors chat and, and get a real understanding of what's going on and really get a feeling of where Kempe's head's at at the moment. I'm pretty sure it'll be where everyone else's heads are at. We're going to come back shortly. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. The Kiwi way is to be straight up. No bull S and take us as you find us. No BS. The whole concept of spin is foreign to Kiwi culture. What you see is what you get. That's why everyone is getting increasingly uncomfortable with the rhetoric that's coming out of the Warriors. We know we might not like it, but tell us how it is and keep it real. It's time to create a Warriors away that, in the words of the current CEO, is built on values, pathways, and winning. But let's add integrity to that. Seriously. Stop trying to pull the wool over our eyes. Warriors supporters deserve more. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. 100% they deserve more, Kempy. They deserve the truth and nothing but the truth and stop being taken for a ride. And we had a message early on. What is, what is, as fans, what can we do, Kempy? As fans, what can we do? And that's a great point. Like, as fans, what, what can they do? Can they 
not subscribed to be um, to get their memberships renewed every single year does that impact the warriors do they lose financial gains from that does that make them realize maybe we're we're doing it wrong what's gonna make the warriors realize what they're gonna um you know that, that the things that they're doing right now is not good enough well i think what the, i think what should make them be more transparent and honest is seeing that the crowds will come back when you're second last and full your stadium Mm. You know, like build on that and do that for, you know, 14 rounds of the year when you get your, your 12 or 14 games at home. And one of the ways to break that down is, is not being honest. Like, seriously, yesterday was a really bad day for me. I'd, um, you know, we'd spoken since Friday about Reese Walsh and, and, and then you hear he's got COVID and then the next minute you hear he's on a plane back to Sydney and he's not signed for the... And you're just going, wow, mm. you know, what's, what's real and what's not? And the thing about Kiwis is that they're straight up. Yeah. You know, Kiwis are straight up. There's no there's no BS about them. Like they like it when you hit them between the eyes. Well, I do. And I'm and I don't mind hitting people between the eyes with it because at least you get it out. You know what I mean? So um I think you you know, that's that's what fans deserve. And we've got Joe from Gizzy here who's got mm. uh who's who's got 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 a <laughs> really good opinion the about eyes, the Warriors, brother. a mad supporter. <laughs> but hey Joe, thanks for joining us this morning on the Izzy and Kippy for breakfast. What do you think, mate? Good morning, uh, Tony, Alice, uh, Kim. Hey, uh, just uh, listen. I got. I, I heard a uh, a bit of a cut of the Zoom call when Martin Devlin was on yesterday with uh, with the lying Cameron George, and he snapped him right between the eyeballs, saying how we are just a losing club, how we're going to be the wooden spoon team, how how are we going to retain Aiden Fanua Blake when we promised to build a team around him, and the rhetoric continued. It continued straight out of Cameron George's mouth, mate. Mm. And so what we've done here in Gizzy with our Warriors club and our Warriors supporters team, we've wiped the season, right? We've wiped all the lies and we're waiting for the season 2023 to be announced, right? So then we can see who's arrived, who's at preseason and who wants to be a Warrior. Because I don't know what's going to come out next week, but we're over it, boys. Absolutely. So we're going up to the, uh, we've got tickets to the Storm game, and then that'll be us for the season going up to any more games here because, uh, you know, you just keep earning your hard earned money, right? And our crew going up there will spend five and a half thousand dollars to drive up there for the weekend and stay, mate. And we're, we're over it, you know. So uh, we're on our road trip to Dunedin today to watch the Ball Blacks, yes. and uh, yes. we're going to be positive. You know, we're going to take off our Warriors jerseys and put on our All Black jerseys. And uh, we're just going to wait for 2023 to see all our signings who turn up and who want to live in New Zealand and want to be a Warrior. Joe, Joe, can Cameron George get past us? Can he continue in the role? Mate, Cameron George and his boss are in denial. They do not want to listen. They do not want to see. Uh, I think he needs two pairs of glasses, let alone one, to see what's happening in the public, right? They ruined the public perception with promising us everything. We sold out, you know, the park. They came home. We got the win. And then the dross and the lies continued. Cameron George will continue to be there as long as he wants to be because I think the only person who can sack Cameron George is Cameron George. And he doesn't want to, Kempi. Like you say, you know, we, we had a wonderful interview with your lady who running the, um, the, the, the Auckland, is it the Auckland or the New Zealand? Yeah, Rebecca um, Russell. Rugby League. Rebecca. Now, what, what a breath of fresh air. They went to the commercial market. They got someone outside the game who's not tainted, 
right? Mm. And he's got a different perception on, on how to run a business and how to run that body. Now, that's what we need. We need someone to come in who's fresh, who's not tainted, and he's got some balls and stands up and says, hey, you're not leaving. We're not paying you out. You stay, mm. you know? And if you don't yeah. want to stay, you sit on a sideline, all right? Yeah, thanks a lot, Joe. That's beautiful, so, Joey. So right. Passionate. So passionate. Yeah, mm. you're right, Izzy. You know, like, and what they what they're saying, like, from the fans, is like, just be be upfront with us. You know, like, I've spent mm. five and a half k this week the, on the 29th of July to come up and watch you play Melbourne. I've spent five and a half grand. You know, really interesting um, times for the Warriors. Uh, and you you've touched on it, Izzy. I think the is is it tenable uh, this mm. this relationship moving forward. It is. I'll, I'll tell you, it is. But you've got to be transparent. You know, people people have had enough of the of the um, being taken for um, a ride. They want actual, they want the actual truth going on. What see what's see? Here's my point. What's wrong with saying that Reese doesn't want to stay here and he's going to sign for the Broncos? Ten weeks ago, that was brought up. Why not say, hey, look, yeah, he doesn't want to come here. You know, he's reassessed and and we've had to move on because we can't make the kid come to New Zealand. Yeah. Like, don't beat around the bush. That's the that's the issue. But saying mm. and dragging it out and then dragging him in front of the media and he gets put on the... That's not the first time. I said this right at the beginning. I don't know if, if you remember, but when you guys phoned me, do you remember this last year? You phoned me about Reese Walsh when he got done in the Gold Coast, yeah. you know, and he got yeah. put in jail. Yeah. And you yeah. phoned me and said, what's going on? And I said, well, I wouldn't have rolled him out in front of the media. Mm. I said, he's a, he's an 18-year-old kid and you needed to look after his mental health. I think... <laughs> when you, when they did that, in his in his heart of hearts, he's gone. Who does that to me? My, I'm, I'm, I get this all the time. Run over the coals. I'm actually going to just do what I want. And yeah. and I think that the the seed was planted then for him not wanting to come back to the Warriors because of the way that he was managed. That's mm. my own opinion. So, you know, you've got to you've got to you've got to start to change this culture within the club. The DNA the DNA is just not there. The DNA is 100% not there, Kempe, and I've touched on it. We've all touched on it plenty of times. This isn't going to change with the backroom doing what they're doing. The identity, the DNA, nothing's there, no accountability. No one in their right will want to go to that club. No one in their right. And I reckon this Reese Walsh is only the start. It's only the start of all the exits. There's going to be some big exits going forward because then I don't blame them. When you've got a, a CEO and, and something like Adam just touched on it there. Six weeks they've known that Reese Walsh wanted to go. Six weeks. And it wasn't that long ago he went on the airways and spoke about, no, I'm coming to New Zealand for 2023. I've signed. You know, all these rumours going around and blah, blah, blah. Six weeks he has known that uh, that Reese is going to go. There's a few messages here, Kempe, that we'll, we'll get to. Uh, Parramatta just walked into New Zealand and picked Dylan Brown playing Union. The players are playing Union. That is from a message from an unknown texter talking about the pathways. Dylan Brown, quality, playing for the Eels. Isaiah, who's the other one that went over? Papali? Papali, he was released. Yeah. You know, mm. like, like there's, there's, two, there's two styles of player that the, they are taking from the Warriors. The ones that they don't get, and, they, and they're dead right, because we know that's, what, that's why I say a second franchise will survive here, because, because we've got all of them playing rugby. You know, we're playing mm. four or five super teams with no problem. And the second one is that they released them. Isaiah Papali. Uh, um, you know, uh, Chance Nickel Clockstead. And then mm. you pay premiums to get them back. Lee Sano Mo. 
He was another junior they let go and paid premiums to get back. You know what I mean? So it's it's just a, a recruitment strategy that is flawed because it isn't built on development. If you look at when they developed within, they went to the grand final 2002. They went to the grand final 2011. They haven't been back there for 11 years, once mm. in 11 years. That's not good enough. Mm. Stop, you know, and this, when you asked about the fans, stop accepting mediocrity as success because that's what you're doing. You've been to the finals once in 11 years. And when you get someone saying to you, it's okay, you don't know what's going on, you don't understand what we're going through. Well, I'll tell you what you're going through. You're going through a lean run. You've been to the finals once in 11 years. It ain't good enough. Mm. That's what the fans mm. are saying. Round eight. Round eight, you're constantly getting the same call. Next year, boys. Next year's our year. Next year's our year. We're only halfway through the season. Let's hear from Richie from Company Coast. Warriors take him now for a quick call. We're going to have a chat to Richie. Morning, Richie. Morning, lads. Uh, my name is Richie. I'm a Warriors supporter. I've been supporting <laughs> since 95. Good man. Um, hey, look, I think there's one issue that I think we're all missing, and and it's all to do with these Aussie players. I need, I can't move because of my family. The Warriors aren't obviously creating a culture for these players' families. It's, oh, I, I, I said it yesterday, Cam George needs to go. All his interviews are making him look like a, a blimmin' idiot. Mm. It's, they're, they're, if we need to make some changes, it has to start from the top. And, hey, look, he's, he's done the club proud over the last two years. Oh, I'm not going to include this year because look at the damage that's been done to the club. And, and yeah, he's got to go. And, unfortunately, I think... Um, Mark Robinson's got to go. Yep, he's been a big financial supporter. But, you know, I, I bet if you said, hey, we're going to make the Warriors a public a public team and we're, we're going to put it out and we're going to start a GoFundMe page for them, I, I think you'd you'd see the biggest, uh, a lot of people putting some money towards it, whether it's from the, the those guys that can't afford to put in, can't really afford to put in five bucks, that they'll find 10 bucks somewhere. I, I think that that needs to change and I think that it needs to start from the top and, Mark Robson and Cam George need to go, and there has to be a massive culture change. And someone like Kempi needs to step in and be CEO. Hey, ma- hey, Richie, I don't, I don't know about that, but hey, Richie, just I've got a, I've got a question. You know, thank you for ringing in because you've been there since '95. Over the last six to eight weeks, what has really irked you? Like, you know, I, I know you're talking about Cam and and Mark Robinson stepping aside in that, but what has been the the the, the needle that's really um, drain the pus? What, what is it? What is a comment about Reese Walsh? Is it about the way they're playing? What is it for you, a fan that's been there since 95? It's the loyalty. There's, there's no loyalty to the team. Um, you, you go back even six years ago, you know, we weren't, we weren't losing players like this. Um, you know, the, 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 the real players would stick through thick and thin and and then they'd make, hey, look, I decide, I, hey, I need to, I need to make a move for my career. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not going to be surprised if we, you know, we lose some other players this year. I, I, and I, I don't think it's just going to stop that three or four players that we're going to lose. I, I can see some massive changes. This is the and start. This is the start, Richie. I reckon this is the start of, of a player exodus. Mate, you know, I, I watched, I saw a photo the other day, and the biggest thing I think we've we've done is we've lost Todd Payton, and and you look at what he's done with the Cowboys. You you look at any time that someone gets a breakaway against the Cowboys, there's pretty much the whole team chasing down. You, you don't have that with the Warriors. There's no there's no loyalty to each other in that team. There's no loyalty to the fans. Um, and mate, I got goosebumps watching the Warriors run out of that tunnel on the weekend, 
but then it's just been marred by what's happened this week. It's I don't, I, like you know they say keep the faith, but you know that at some stage we're all going to lose the faith in the Warriors and. Yeah, like, well, we're all, yeah, I don't, we're I, all losing the faith, Richie. We're all you, losing the faith, brother. We are, we're you know, coming to our wits end, mate. And we appreciate you giving us a call on 0800-150-811. Passionate, as always. We're going to go away. We're going to go away. We're going to take a wee breath. We're going to come back. And we're going to read some text messages on the Temper Bed Post text machine because it is flying and there are some great messages there. Back shortly. <laughs> this next guest, mate, put him in the Warriors. And he'll get he'll he'll get some changes done, mate. You saw what he did for the Hollanders outfit. Have you ever watched that um the show on the on the Hollanders on Sky TV at the moment? You better watch it because it's got some great content on there talking about where the Hollanders were at going into twenty fifteen. They made some huge changes. They got better people in the environment. Well, they got the results in the end. And this man has done it all. This week, the clash between the All Blacks and Ireland moves south with Forsyth Bar playing host to the second test. So we thought We'd head to Dunners this morning and hear from one of Otago's greats. He's an 84-test all-black, former co-captain of the Highlanders and recently returned home from a stint in Japan. And, of course, I'm talking about the one and only Ben, the Bender Smith. Morning, Bender. Morning, Els. How are we going? Tony, how's it Yeah, morning, mate. Good, <laughs> mate. Good, mate. I was reading something Good the other day. You, you're not retiring, mate. Are you going to have another crack? Oh, I don't know. It's hard to, I'm not, I'm, yeah, it's hard to give up the dream. You know what it's like. <laughs> see how we go. Oh, yeah. I gave it up easy, yeah. mate. My knees are still howling at me. You still got it, though, eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my body's still feeling pretty good, but, um, yeah, I'll see how things pan out, yeah. Hey, you getting on hey, good? Yeah. No, we're good, mate. We've had a big show. We've good. been talking about the, the Warriors, mate, and no doubt you're a bit of a Warriors fan. Yeah. She's a bit of a bit of a sideshow at the moment. Yeah, I feel sorry for them. Uh, a few boys jumping ship and family reasons and things like that, which... Doesn't make it easier for them, but uh, yeah, I know there's a bit to sort out there, isn't there? Yeah, there is, mate. There is. We won't talk about that, mate. We're in Dunedin. We've got a sold-out <laughs> stadium. We've got a sold-out stadium in Dunedin, mate. Uh, have you have you seen the lads around? You've been catching up with a few of the boys? Yeah, I actually went to club rooms on uh, Tuesday nice. night. There's actually a mini team named after you. You'll be um, Israel Stags. <laughs> <laughs> Stags. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, so we went, and went into club rooms on Tuesday night, and yeah, everyone seemed in good form. Oh, beautiful, mate. I didn't know that. I'm going to have to go, um, yeah, go get some royalties from that. Maybe free tickets. I had to pay for my tickets last yeah, week. But anyway, that's all right, Benna. You would have got, yeah, them, you would have got them for... You would have got them for free, mate. You were the oracle, though, eh? <laughs> no. no. No, All right, Peter. You would have, you would have, you would have watched last weekend, brother. You would have watched, watched last weekend. Pretty, pretty solid performance, mate. You were impressed with how the ABs went uh, up in Auckland. Yeah, I thought the Irish actually chucked quite a bit at them in, in that first twenty minutes, twenty-five minutes, mm. and uh, defensively, I thought we were really good. Uh, I actually, yeah, I, I was impressed because uh, some of those the forward ball carriers were going really good for Ireland, and we managed to yeah. absorb that, and then. Severs try down the other end and then got that momentum for sort of that patch where we scored 20 odd points and that was game over. But I expect the Ireland to be a, a bit better and learn from those moments this week. And oh, it's going to be an awesome game. I'm looking forward to watching at the stadium. Uh, it'll be obviously great conditions for running rugby. And uh, yeah, I, I think the way that uh, Ireland attacked, mm. I think both teams will be wanting to give it a bit of year.
Hey, Ben, our, our can't-wait question of the day is about the changes that will be made this week to the All Black team that's coming out later on. What do you? Where do you think the changes will be made uh, in and around the All Blacks for the second test? Yeah, like for me, I think Will Jordan will be in the mix somewhere. I don't know where, but mm. he'll, he'll. I think you've got to find a bit of space for him. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if David Havili um, maybe flopped in at 12. Um, and then obviously they're going to probably put Scott Barrett probably back to lock and maybe chuck one of the, oh, I don't know, give a, give another Lucy a, a crack. That would be my guess, but yeah. That's that's where I'd say they'd, they'd look to make a couple of changes and do they give someone like Roger two of us a shake go off the bench or, yeah, I don't know, it's a guessing game. <laughs> that's that's and what it, I would have thought. What, what, mate, what They've got options, eh, Ben? Like, obviously, you had Quintu Buyer, who went great guns, I thought, last weekend in the 12 jersey. But then you had David Harvelli, who was player of the, of the match in the Super Rugby final. So, gets COVID, gives someone else an opportunity. But then where do you put Sebu? Where do you put Sebu if Will Jordan goes in and plays on the right wing? Does Sebu automatically shift to the, to the left? Yeah, I don't know. Leicester played well as well, so it's an interesting yeah. one, eh? Um, and then, yeah, I'm glad I'm not making those choices. And then... Oh, I think someone like Falau Fakatawa, I think back home oh, in Dunedin, yeah. real, uh, you know, that's this is home. He needs to be, uh, for me, I think someone like that might be on the bench to bring a bit of impact if, if Aaron's starting. And, yeah, it's going to be an interesting mix to see what the All Blacks are this morning uh, when they name their team. Mate, what about the, the structures that the ABs were playing um, last week? They were, they were, like Aaron Smith's pass, man. We know how important that is. He's a, you know integral part for your success when you're at the Highlanders, mate. But the way that they're playing, they're playing probably a, you know, a bit more, with a bit more width and, and probably hitting that third attacker on attack, mate. Have you been impressed with the you know, the differences that they're showing on attack? Yeah, well, I think, you know, if, if, like obviously Aaron um, starting the game, that's his strength is to get mm. that width in the pass and then we saw like Artie score off, off them, you know, going you know, faceballing in a couple of guys, as you said, to the third guy, which was really effective if you can trap them. So I think they'll they'll probably look to do that and maybe vary up a couple of options off that because I think the Irish will know what's coming now. They'll be looking at that third uh, attacker and, and, and trying to defend that. And I wouldn't be surprised if the All Blacks have something up their sleeve just to get around that. And Yeah, and then I, I think... Oh, I don't know if Falau is starting or not, but if, uh, mm. if he's off the bench, but I'd say if he's off the bench, then, yeah, he's got that strength of the running game that sort of complements Nuggy quite well. So, yeah, if, if someone like Falau comes on, you want to be able to let him run a muck around that ruck as well. So, yeah, um, yeah it'll be interesting to, to see the tactics of both teams this weekend. Um, oh, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm looking forward to, to watching. It was good to have Tess Matt Rugby back last weekend. Hey, Ben, were you surprised at how they came out of the of the gates, uh, the Irish team in the first fifteen minutes and and scored the first try just the way that they were playing before they lost Johnny Sexton. And do you think they can, can uh, keep that sort of effort up in the first test in the first fifteen minutes in the second test for eighty minutes? Yeah, I think I think they can. I think I was really impressed. I wasn't surprised. Like Islander, uh, mm. yeah, they're one of the, the best in the world at the Tough. moment, and uh, <laughs> I think they've won like twelve of their last thirteen games or something like that. So they're they were, a, they were a good outfit, and I know that the attack coach has been sort of linked quite quite a lot with Wayne Smith, so you saw that there's mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, Wayne Smith's sort of touch from, like, those little kicks and different options that, you know, Johnny Sexton and that were getting going in that first 20 minutes, but I think if Ireland can really nail opportunities early on and uh, get a bit of pressure through scoreboard pressure, uh, then... 
I think we could be in for a, a real good test match. Um, but that's that's yeah, that's on that's on Ireland to capitalise, and they didn't in the weekend. But it'll be interesting um, if they can sort of take a few more of the opportunities this weekend. But um, yeah, yeah I, I think the, the All Blacks will go up another level as well. Yeah, Johnny Sexton's integral part to how they how they perform. And you saw how they went when he went off, mate. They kind of just fell away a little bit of leadership, a little bit of direction. It'll be a huge game, huge game, Bender. Are you take a little walk with you or what? What was that, though? Are you, are you taking a little? You taking a little the wee man with you? Nah, no, no. I'm actually taking my wife, taking Katie along. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, yeah, no. The, the, the kids will be yeah. The stickability's not great at the moment, so yeah, no. Katie's going to come along and watch. So um, yeah, I'll definitely take the kids at some point. But um, yeah, they were, they're both well. Both our kids are playing rugby at the moment. So um, no, nah, it's going to be a good, good, good and uh, entertaining game in the weekend. Beautiful, Bender. I oh, will let you go, mate. Let you rip into your day because you, you messaged me at five a.m., mate. You up with the kids, were you? I'm up. I'm on duty. Yep, I'm in the trenches <laughs> down here. So, um, yeah, three kids were all go. Yeah. So, um, oh, Vinny wakes at five thirty, and and she's full noise from there. Nice, fella. I need a radio go go, buddy. Get me over. Out of kids' duties. <laughs> yes, it's not bad. But it ain't all. Good. It ain't all good, brother. I got three. I got two six kids, so I'm going straight to dad duties post this. So they'll be staying home for the day, which will be fun. But, mate, appreciate yeah, you coming on, Bender. Cool. No worries, cheers, fellas. Enjoy the test. Right now, we're going to hear from Kempi. He joined Cameron George's presser yesterday and asked him a few questions. Listen, this Cam Kempi here, mate. Hey, did, did uh, Reese have COVID? Yes. Yeah, okay. Is, is this a recruitment issue, Cam, given that the Kiwis never had a warrior apart from Dallin and the extended squad? And for, oh, God knows years how many Kiwis we've had coming out of the structure. This, is this more of a recruitment issue that you've got through your recruitment team as opposed to players not really being fitted and, as everyone's saying, wanting to come to the club for all the right reasons? Doesn't that start with your recruitment team? Oh, I think it's 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 probably more a form thing can be um and and obviously you know we, we've got a number of kiwis in the team and uh, tongans and samoan and um australians as well um but yeah look it, it's it's something that we just need to f- get a flow on from our our junior pathways in development and and that's for us being absent over the last couple of years so we hope to really see that um occur over the next couple of years and and that's something, yeah. I know you you wish to see really strong in, in New Zealand, and, and so do we. So, um, as you see, you got Chan's coming back, and you know that'll continue to inspire young kids in New Zealand to to come into the pathway system and, and try and play NRL either with the Warriors or obviously one of the other sixteen clubs that'll be out there next year. With all, with all due respect, Cam, Chance was already here at the club and should have been kept. He, you know, like many players, Rogers Rogers another one. He went when he was a junior. And you're paying overs to get them back when you already had them. I'll, I'll ask the question again: Is it your recruitment that's the problem? What, what's the biggest issue you have when you're talking to coaches and players in your recruitment teams? Because I think what everyone's asking is: Are they coming here for the right reasons? Are we getting to the to the right people to come and help this club? Because we all want it to win. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, look, it's something we've got to, we've just got to really ignite is the recruitment uh, through the pathways and develop those players into the club is, is what you're getting at. Um, recruitment, our biggest issue in attracting players here in normal circumstances. Obviously, people um, are, you know, 
have the thought of living in New Zealand or living overseas to play and work um, is always a challenge for any young family. We're dealing with young men here with young families most times and and they've got a lot to weigh up. But um, the people that do come here, uh, they really enjoy it. So, um, you know, it's, it's a balancing effect that we've got to get right. Um, but what gets it right is winning ultimately and, and that attracts good people here and good players here. Great questions, Kempe. That was Tony Kemp joining uh, Cameron George's uh, Zoom yesterday and asking some on-the-money questions. Did he answer them for you, Kempe? Well, the first one, does Reese Walsh have COVID? I'm going, to read, I'm going to read this text here from Zane. Morning, guys. So Thursday night, Walsh posts photos of himself out in the town with a group of other players. No masks. At which point, clearly, Walsh hadn't tested positive at that point. Friday morning, we're told Walsh was tested positive for COVID, yet none of the boys were out. he was out with... Um, have since tested positive. Wednesday, George points blank that Walsh has COVID. Meanwhile, by that time, Walsh is already back in Aussie. So you're saying Walsh was able to travel internationally five, day, five days after testing positive for COVID, 100% over the best spin doctoring by George and Robinson. The question I asked, does he have COVID, was basically just to get an answer because we were hearing all these rumours that he didn't have COVID. He said yes, that was yesterday, and then... Yesterday, he arrives back in Australia. That doesn't make sense. That, to me, that doesn't make sense. And the other part around recruitment, and why I re-asked the question the second time, is that it starts at, at he said it's about form. Well, you get form if you recruit right. You, you recruit winners, and, you, and, and, and you, your recruitment team builds that development structure through it. He never really answered it for me. All right, so saying, oh, it's about form. Well, form is about recruitment. Okay, and I think the problem that we got when you'd say, "Oh, we've come home," you've come home to your club, but the team that you've got isn't coming home. They're all born, and you know, about seventy percent of them are born in Australia and raised in Australia through that system. And you heard young Volkman say, "Oh, you know, I loved seeing the history on the wall in the in the shed." What we haven't got in the team, like the Kiwis that used to fill the fill the Warriors team, and the Kiwi side, is homegrown talent to keep the club stable. So when we lose players like Reese Walsh, when we lose players like the Matt Lodges, I hope Fanua Blake doesn't go. We haven't got that backbone to support the club. That's my issue. Where is it? And how are we building it? Mate, it's um, <clears throat> some great questions you asked. And, and the one thing I took out from that is he said the players love it. They love being here. Well, if they love being here, they would stay. And they'd they'd want to be a part of it and want to want to take this club to new heights and new levels but um, they're not going to stick around if there's so so, so much instability and, and everything's unstable mate uh, great great little presser appreciate that and uh, great work getting on there and asking the hard questions because no one else was so appreciate that Kempi and uh, keep the messages coming through on double eight double three. do you think the Warriors senior leadership group aren't helping most teams have a senior group that help with spirit unity do we have a real hard star leader that would follow you would follow into battle? Steve Price, Kevin Campion, strong leaders. Craig from New uh, New Plymouth. Who who is the Warriors leadership? Well, you know you know the All Blacks. I'll tell you the Crusaders leadership. You know exactly who they are. For me, I know Aiden Fanua Blake, but is, who else is in there? Tohu Harris. You got two. Yeah, like look, I I don't really know whether or not that's as solidified as what Craig's asking. I look, I you haven't heard too much from the players um, you've been you know front front fronting this by the CEO and the owner um, nine times out of ten and and yeah look I, I can't answer that question I don't know what their senior groups look it looks like it seems to be changing with the players that are moving on 
but yeah, like where are they? Where where are they fronting up and all this? And, you know, the, the the bigger question is like, what what are they? What's the rest of the team thinking at the moment? When you're seeing that your team's being decimated, you're not talking end of year stuff, is he? Like we before before halfway season, we had players walking out and saying they're not coming back. That's the that's a massive issue. Mate, all the young guys, you young guys, you sit there going, wow, everyone else is jumping ship. I'm out. See you later. I'm off. I don't want to be a part of this and and sink into the Tasman Ocean, mate. It's uh, it's crazy times. And for me, look, I come from a neutral background. You know, I got nothing against the Warriors. I love sport and I love success. And I'm a huge fan of the Warriors. You know, they play a brand of rugby that draws you in. But, you know, I've come from high-performing backgrounds, and I've seen a lot, and I've been a part of some very successful teams. I've been a part of teams when it hasn't gone well, and I know the learnings from that. And from the outside looking in, there is just no stability in there, and, and everything is guessing. Like, there's no accountability. There's no high performance, and, and it's just... It's crazy just to watch it unfold right in front of our eyes. And a club playing in the biggest competition in the world for league, and a club is um, is acting like it is. It's um, it's crazy. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.